listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Tori Kilkenny, and Tori talked about her first experience with birth control. This week, I sat down with Christy Turner, and she told me about her lost her lost summer uh, when she was 19. Here's Christy Turner. This is not, I don't know if it's a gross story, but I, something I've been ruminating on lately is I have this summer that was the summer after my freshman year of college, which would have been, I guess, 2008. Because <laughs> okay. Chrissy's old. I'm old. It was 2008. Wait, how old are you? You're not I'm that old. I'm 33. Oh. Um, wow. So, yeah, the year was You would have been a senior when I was a sophomore. Yeah. And, uh, like, Facebook existed but nothing like no instagram no snapchat and the summer after my freshman year of college my best friend and i always refer to it as my lost summer (laughs) (laughs) because i just did all of this insane shit but there is really no physical evidence of that it ever (laughs) happened (laughs) uh we were talking about my favorite story it so my parents had you're always burping. I know, because I had a big night last night. <laughs> Christy made me do it it's for the listeners. Get a little gassy after a big night. <laughs> um, yeah, but my parents had a big like liquor cabinet, a whole bar in my house. But they were drinkers, and so like. <laughs> I learned my lesson early on. Like in high school, my mom used to keep her vodka in the freezer, and I was an idiot, and so I would drink. Uh, you know, my friends and I would drink half of it, and then I'd fill the rest up with water and put it back in the freezer, <laughs> and then it would freeze. <laughs> and she would be like, "Christy, why do you think my vodka is frozen?" <laughs> you had it. Someone wasn't paying attention in physics. Foolproof plan. Um, no, I think I got like a D minus in physics, unfortunately. But, <laughs> um, but so I would go in their liquor cabinet. My friends and I would drink the stuff that we would like assume they wouldn't be drinking we would drink gold schlager gold schlager mixed with coke zero <laughs> so bad it's a cinnamon flavored it was like the precursor to fireball it's uh it's a cinnamon flavored liqueur that has gold flecks <laughs> gold flecks isn't it, it it's in super bad they throw up and i think they call it something glittery. else Oh, you can see it. Yeah. Remember though, in Superbad, like one of the girls, like she really wanted a bottle, but they called it something else because they couldn't call it that. Yeah, I don't remember. It was what kind of a, it. A, yeah. a a plot point. Was Gold Schlager. So that was central to my lost summer. But one night, my friend and I filled up water bottles of Gold Schlager, taking my VW Beetle down to the hookah lounge. <laughs> Because you're 19. This is a crazy sentence. Get, I know. Never let them know your next move. <laughs> so we're drinking Goldschlager, driving to the hookah lounge in Schaumburg, Illinois. <laughs> and we get there, and it's like, there are a lot of people from our high school that, like, that was a thing to do for underage people during the summers. And um, we get there, and all of a sudden, you know, we're drinking and we're underage and we're probably smoking weed. I don't know, but <laughs> we're we're not well and we probably shouldn't be driving. And we're in the hookah lounge. We're there for like an hour. We're smoking hookah. 
and all the lights come on and the cops come in. And I was like, they're here for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I got so... I got so worked up. They like and they I guess the place was like over their like fire code capacity or something and so they were just evacuating everyone. But I got so worked up thinking that they were going to arrest me that I went out onto the sidewalk and I threw up everywhere. <laughs> and I had been eating sour gummy worms. Uh-huh. And my friend goes, "Why does it look like capitillers?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and you got away. Yeah, we got it. So we got back in the car. Oh god. Um, we had there. There are some photos of that night. Like our one of our friends' dads worked in construction, so there are pictures of me like wearing a hard hat in the car. <laughs> I mistook a battery for a piece of gum. There's pictures of me like putting a battery in my mouth. What's like a double A. Oh my god. <laughs> and um yeah. The rest of the law summer was like pretty feral. I remember <laughs> I started my, I had just been like broken up with. I was pretty heartbroken. And I thought that my parents would be like, take time to work on yourself. But my mom was like, you should put yourself out there. (laughs) (laughs) And she would just like try to hook me up with these guys. I started dating this one guy that I met at like some fundraiser. We were at at their friend's house. And she was like, that guy's cute. You should bring him home. Your dad and I won't be back for a couple hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's your mother? She's a freak. <laughs> the she apple is... doesn't fall far <laughs> from the freak tree. Every time she's like, why are you this way? I'm like, look at you. <laughs> she said, copy, paste. <laughs> but she, so she sent me home with this guy. I ended up going on like two dates with him. And he started saying all this, like, really crazy stuff, like, you turned my world upside down. Like, I never <laughs> knew love until I knew. I was like, it was one blowjob. That was a good one, though. It was a real good one. Um, but I, like, didn't know how to break it off with him. And I started doing, like, just... No, I wouldn't say cruel, but, like, I would, like, bring girlfriends on my date with him because I didn't want to be alone with him. And I'd be like, you can pay for her, too. (laughs) And then and then I started hooking up with his best friend of 20 years. Well, his like childhood best friend. They were like 25 and 26. And you're 19. And I was 19. That's gross. Your mom shouldn't have sent you home. Well, You know, it was a different Ew. time. It was 2008. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there it kind of was, was a little bit of. <laughs> I can never let anyone in my family listen to this, but that's good. I'm just gonna put it on the internet so. <laughs> for millions to hear. Don't have to worry about. I'm gonna air all the skeletons in my closet. They all pretty much come from that one summer. I was just <laughs> an absolute disaster. I was having a lot of parties that summer because it was well, like, yeah, but also. The guy that you were just talking about. That's not the guy that, like, still, like... Different guy. I also hooked up with that guy that summer. That was the same summer. Yeah. Um, I was all over the place. Tell tell that story. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a good one, too. So there was a guy that I... Okay, two more stories. Um, There is... (laughs) I don't want to say his name because I actually think... Don't say his name. Probably. (laughs) 
Excuse me. I'd like to publicly. Um, No, there's a guy that I went to high school with. We hooked up. He was like one of the first guys that I hooked up with, like sophomore year of high school. And like on and off. And like it it wasn't anything special. It just was like validation you get as a teenage girl Mm -hmm. getting attention from a mediocre boy who played lacrosse and (laughs) (laughs) I told uh, our friends on Friday night that he played the didgeridoo in a jam band (laughs) Uh, and he was like five, six. (laughs) This is a big instrument for a little guy. (laughs) It really was. But yeah, that summer was the last time I ever hooked up with that guy. And that was like July of 2008. It's now almost may of 2023 and he still texts me <laughs> he still texts me like once every two weeks yeah and you don't res- i you never don't res- i never respond was- and they're not like sexually explicit texts <laughs> but like i'm also like i know why you're texting me he says things like <laughs> only one blackhawk in the all-star game is weak as fuck <laughs> What? He goes, but then you never respond, right? No, because that's what I that's what like I remember is like looking at this like <laughs> sea of un yeah unreplied. Oh, that's bleak. My favorite one. You got it. My favorite one was from September. He goes, "Hey, happy Thursday! I'm in the Central Time Zone for the first time in forever." Oh my god. <laughs> what do I care? It is sometimes I do. I see stuff like that and I go, "I'm actually." I'm pretty actually doing normal. Fine. I'm doing yeah, great. Yeah, sometimes I go, I'm kind of a freak. And then I go, well, yeah. <laughs> at least I'm not doing that. But I was really thrown back in high school, I guess. <laughs> 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 Never forget. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last like big story from that summer, not a gross one, but like <laughs> just to illustrate how awful I was. I used to have a bunch of parties because I was of the age where my parents were like, we can trust you if we go away for a few days to like... I would not have trusted you. No, because first of all, <laughs> here's something that I did that is absolutely psychotic. Uh-huh. I We lived like a mile from the town police station and my parents lived on this like big property in a big house that was very scary at night and they had like these young idiot cops when I was like 19 years old and I would call the non-emergency number and I would be like could you guys come like check the perimeter of the house just to make sure everything is safe and then they would come over and just like hang out and watch MTV on the couch with me and my girlfriends they would just (laughs) sit there and hang out yeah they would get like calls on their radio and we'd be like do you need to go get that and they'd be like no we're good Oh, my God, our taxpayer dollars. Finally, somebody, I think the chief of police in my town, like, said something to my mom, like, ah, boys have been spending a lot of time over at your house lately. <laughs> and my mom was like, have you been having the cops over? <laughs> Wait, would you, like, get different cops every time or be, like, same guys? Same guy, but, like, what, you know, it would always be two guys and it was, like, two of maybe six guys that oh. we knew. <laughs> Did they just take a little load off for They a while? would always ask if, like, my girlfriends and I wanted to go on ride-alongs. Oh, wait, and you never did? No. Oh, yeah. My mom was like, don't. That's so funny. Back in that day, my mom was like, don't trust the cops. <laughs> now that weed's legal and Trump has been president, she's like, 
Back to blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that. okay. So let me do this one. So um, I obviously I would have parties all the time and I always wanted to like, I would always have boys over and like want them. I was just a crazy kid and my parents had a couple cars and one night I told my friend like we ran out of beer and one of the guys we had over was 21 and he was like oh, I'm gonna go on a beer run and he was like man your mom's car is so sick and I was like you want to take it together to go on a beer run <laughs> which is like insane <laughs> that's so stupid I was underage drunk in my parents car with a guy driving who probably had no business driving. This is probably a criminal. What kind of honest. car was it? A Porsche. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my dad had just gotten another, like, nice new car. And I told my girlfriends, I was like, while I'm gone, like, don't let anybody into, like, the main area of the house or, like, let them go through anything. My biggest thing was, like, don't let anybody, like, drive other cars. Like, just try to keep things under control. And I go get beer with this guy and we come back and we open the garage door and my dad's new car is gone. <laughs> it's like Ferris Bueller shit. And I was like, oh, I am so <laughs> fucked. I was like, oh my God, those guys are drunk and they're idiots. I'm going to have to, they're going to crash it. They're, and they're pulling down the driveway behind us. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And I'm like, okay, but at least they're back. Like whatever no harm no foul they pull into the driveway and they're inching into the garage and they hit the refrigerator in my parents garage and I'm like are you fucking kidding me back the car up they back the car up I don't see a dent I'm like okay great and like in slow motion a bottle of vodka teeters from on top of the refrigerator and lands on the hood of my dad's car and dents it brand new like less than 100 miles on the car (laughs) The Wait, next... less than 100? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to see the three miles they drove. Even. I know. I oh. was so stupid. The next the like the like next week, he went on a work trip, and he left his car at the office. Um, and my mom called me like a couple weeks later and was like, hey, your dad came home from his work trip and uh, noticed a dent. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, you think it happened like at the office? <laughs> <laughs> She was like, no, I know what happened. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) And I was like, what happened? And she goes, you kids were going in the refrigerator to get the beers out. And you knocked over a bottle from on top of the refrigerator. And I was like, I am so sorry. (laughs) We should really be more careful. (laughs) So that's it. That's the lost summer. Uh, There's a lot more. But yeah, it was a... The fall after that is when I met my husband and, like, thank God, because if I kept going at that point. Finally, finally, he got this wild horse to settle down to pasture, as <laughs> they say. As they say. I don't know if you'd call I don't know if you'd call it that, but he definitely provided some needed structure. <laughs> At our live show, the audience can submit their own disgusting ladylike stories to be read on stage anonymously, and these are some of those stories. I was making a pot of chili for my roommates in college. 
After cooking up the meat and onions, it was time for the chili powder. I poured it in and a bunch of maggots came out. (laughs) But I didn't want to waste all that meat and onions, so I plucked them out and went on cooking. (laughs) I think I did tell them when I served it. (laughs) Quite an image, huh? Why would you do that? (laughs) Oh, no, I would. I 100% would do that. I I know you. I hate wasting food so much. The other day I was... I've been doing this thing lately where I used to get high and eat pierogies and now I get high and I eat like not even like craft, but like like uh off brand like box mac and cheese, but then I like doctor it up so I put I put broccoli in it and I put uh Franks and Parm and to kinda like make it fancier. Um and I god it's so good. I feel like shit. Well that's anyways. But the other day I was high making it and I dropped all the, I was steaming my broccoli and I was like, it was almost done. I was, I was doing this thing where I was, I was steaming the broccoli over the noodles. She's an and I, was, I, I know. I was like, Wah. and then I picked up the like steamer thing and I dropped half of it and then all my broccoli fell on the ground. And was, but like the noodles were almost done. Like the timing was all, and I was just like. Well, well, that you could just rinse the broccoli off. I did rinse the broccoli off, but I will tell you, I ate a lot of cat hairs. Yeah, like it, it kind of ruined. I can't. It kind of ruined the experience because every bite I would have to like inspect, and there'd be like a big That's protein gray cat. It's it's unpleasant. Oh god, I actually have like a weird thing about that. Like the idea of having hair in my like in my throat really grosses me out. Oh yeah, <laughs> or when you have a hair in your mouth and you think. It's, but chili, you, it gets attached. Really, to your you would pick out maggots. That's a little different. Well, I would imagine they were right on the top. You know, she didn't stir them in. But they were living in the chili powder. Right. I would still. I think I'd still do it. Well, I mean, people I eat maggots it. too. Is the other thing nobody wants to talk about. I'll tell. I have a good maggot story for you, but that's for off the air. Oh. <laughs> no, oh, it's actually, actually pretty gross. It, the short end of it is, like, I was in, I think, elementary school or early in middle school, and I went away to summer camp, and I shit my shorts <laughs> in the opening, like, in the opening ceremony of camp, but I was obviously mortified, so I just rolled them up and stuffed them in my suitcase, <laughs> and my mom... <laughs> When she when I got back from camp, my mom did my laundry, and she was like, "I think you found maggots in your suitcase, and Aww. it was from my poopy shorts." <laughs> and oh, I was like, is... "Oh, weird." Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know, being outside is dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> anything... anything can happen in summer should... camp. Why did you send me there? <laughs> That was you wrote that down as like a I think I as did, a story. Yeah. So if the for the listeners if they remember I because I I definitely read that on claim the it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with when Spencer was on here and she was like that's that story about John peeing in her mouth. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say his name, but whatever. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> whatever. Well, it's pretty uh, generic name. Actually, no, we definitely said his name. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was just. I was like, that was you. <laughs> Like, ah, how dare you? Uh, okay. The night I graduated from the Second City training program, I drank too many dirty martinis. On the car ride to my friend's place, I puked on my lap in the passenger seat. They carried me to the bathroom where I puked more. While I puked, I pooped on the rug. <laughs> I picked the poop up with toilet paper, put it in the toilet, flushed, and then passed out. I woke up in the morning to go pee and noticed a light stain on the rug. I still don't know if my friend has ever noticed. They probably noticed. They probably noticed. 
The shit stain, yeah. They might have noticed that. <laughs> oh no. I that was the first time I was on the podcast. I told the story about how my husband thought he shit himself on our wedding <laughs> night because our sheets were all brown, streaky when he woke up and it was just chocolate, which he didn't figure out until after he tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> like smelling it probably would have oh, done the trick, but <laughs> But you know what? Well sometimes chocolate can smell like poop. What chocolate are you eating? What poop do I have? (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Did you ever think about that? (laughs) Rich people shit really does not stink. (laughs) It's good to know. It smells like chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, I got one one more for you. I went on a date with someone and we got along well enough to head back to their condo. We got up to their bedroom, walking past a white vinyl 70s looking atrocity of a couch. I realized quickly I wasn't that into it, but it wasn't bad enough to stop having sex in the middle of it. Mm, been there. Uh, they started going down on me for a long time, like a long time. We finished up and I go to go pee. I sit down and start smelling a very strange and strong oh. scent of garlic. Then plop. <laughs> I looked into the toilet and there was a whole clove of garlic. Which I'd put into my vagina two days ago to try to ward off a yeast infection. We never spoke again. Oh. That's gnarly. Have you ever put garlic in your... I've considered it. But I've never done it. Because my thing was I thought it would sting. I was scared of yeah. it. Um, Have you ever put those, like, the little ovules? Yes. Yeah, but, yeah. like, there's a certain one. You have to read the reviews on Amazon. They're hilarious. Like... The emergency, like, extreme 24-hour one. <laughs> it burns so no. bad. Well, that's the thing about those. <coughs> it, you go in there, and there'll be, like, a seven-day one, and there'll be a one-day one. And yeah. you're like... Obviously, y- You are like, it seems too one. easy. No, I don't get the one-day one, because I'm like, what? It does. It seems too good to be true. I mean, it works. So I get the three-day one. It is effective. <laughs> um... I'm looking up these reviews because they're so funny. <laughs> My friend did the garlic thing, though, and she said she put it in her vagina and she could taste garlic in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Also, the the yogurt thing for you. There's a bunch of things like this. It's, it's all like you like go Natural. in your pantry and I don't, see what you got. I'm like, just give me the alveol, ma'am. Well, I always thought I had yeast infections, and it wasn't. I'd go to the doctor, and she'd go, it's not a yeast infection. I'm like, well, what the fuck's going on then? <laughs> the title That's of even this, worse. The title of this review is Hot Lava. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I have chicken pox down there. <laughs> <laughs> Fire answer medicine. Just say no. <laughs> Oh, you're already in pain and then now like oh. it's happened to me oh no i am that person scrolling through reviews hoping that just maybe someone will tell me that the fire burning dragon from hell will leave my badge <laughs> within the next hour <laughs> it's 12 37 a.m <laughs> Modest tat reviewers are down bad in the Amazon comments. <laughs> Wait, what one is mod- it's mod- modest tat one day? Okay, for the so we'll know. Avoid it unless he- I think it's worth it. It's painful, but it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs>
Our live story comes from Tori Kilkenny. Tori runs a show at Surge Billiards uh, on Fridays, and this was recorded in April of 2023. Here's Tori Kilkenny. Hi, everyone. Commiserating, talking about mashing dickheads. <laughs> That's what we want on Tuesday. Okay. Um, so, focus on my set. I'm going to talk a little bit about. It's like this is like gym class all over again. I'm going to talk about the journey of birth control kids. Yeah, everyone's like, I blasted back to seventh grade. I'm traumatized. Oh God. So, um, just before I get going, where the are there any couples here tonight? Right, okay. <laughs> is, that, is that somebody squirming because they don't want to be recognized? <laughs> they don't want me to call them out? That's fair. So I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't see you. Like, I truly, with like the spotlight beating down on me, I can't see you. But um, this one goes out. This one goes out for all the folks that have to be on birth control because the options for us are unlimited. <laughs> and for fellas, they're like, I gotta wear a condom? What? No! It kills the feeling. <laughs> so I take you back, I take you back to first year of my relationship. It's at, I'm at the one year mark with my boyfriend. We are in love, it's adorable. A few months before, we had given each other our flowers. Exactly, it's, it's very embarrassing and dumb, and I was raised Catholic, so it's also quite shameful, which is also kind of sexy. So for our one year anniversary, I make him this tiny little book that's like, 20 Reasons I Love You. It's a very adorable little book. I find a way to like find it somehow, like stitching pages together. Like I was a fucking printing press. I was like, first of all, this is so crafty, you don't even deserve it. Third of all, I guess I love you because we were each other's first, whatever. So I give him the little book, but, oh, excuse me, before I get the little book, tiny little book is hanging out on like a bench in our house. It's like, it's like my bench. This is Victoria's bench. This is where I put my book back. This is where I store my shoes. No one's going snooping around the bench, except, of course, this one time in my life, <laughs> my mother. <laughs> Adorable. So my mom finds the little book and is like, oh, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> And um, she pulls me off to the side for a sweet little interrogation. It's like, Victoria, we need to have a talk. And she's like, what is this? And I'm like, well, first of all, the craftsmanship is excellent. <laughs> what is she, a printing press? That is, that is craftsmanship if I've ever seen it. When I stitched the binding together, am I, am I random house? Okay. My mom is like, so you're having sex now? And then she goes into nurse mode. My mom is, an, is a, a nurse practitioner by trade. And she's like, you need to be on birth control, Victoria. What are you using right now? And I was like, well, I hate to admit, but I did find a way to get on the pill. I had a friend recommend a clinic to me that was going to give me birth control based on the income that I was making, which at the time, I was a server. I was making a ton of money. So I gave them $11. They gave me a little pack of pills. And they were like, yeah, you take one a day. It's really fun and easy. And I'm like, wee, candy. So that was going well, or so I thought. Until my mom, in her nurse mind, was like, Victoria, the pill can go poorly. And I'm like, what? 98% effective is poorly? She's like, Victoria, if you don't take every single pill, you could compromise its efficacy and get pregnant. I was like, oh my god, am I pregnant right now? Oh god. 
So I'm already horrified, already traumatized by this whole experience. My mom, putting aside her mom brain, compartmentalizing, trying to figure out like what the fuck we're gonna do. She was like, I'm, we're gonna go to the doctor, I'd like you to be on a more efficacious birth control. That means it's stronger, that means it's gonna work good. And so I go to the doctor, I'm like, I wanna do something else. And she's like, okay, that's fair, that makes sense, because if you miss a few pills, it's not going to work as well. And I was like, exactly, I came to that conclusion on my own. <laughs> and the doctor's like, well, we have a few options. We could try this, we could try that, we could try the shot. Anyone here ever been on the shot? Yes. 16, 17 years. 16, 17 years? Yeah. Wow, we will return to that number. Yeah. So I was on the, I was like, let's do the shot, I suppose. I start doing Depo-Provera. I'm wondering, why is not everyone doing this? This is amazing. You go get all the birth control you need for three months at once. Okay. She's crafty, and she's a good time manager. Wow, what a queen. So I go in, I get the shot, I'm doing this. First three months are going by. I gain 20 pounds in a month. My acne is out of control. My boobs shrink? <laughs> I was like in tears at my dining room table, like what the fuck is going on in my body? Oh, I see, it's making it so that no one wants to fuck me. <laughs> That's birth control, baby. <laughs> they say science works in, they say that God works in mysterious ways, but I think science works a little fucking harder. <laughs> So anyway, I'm doing the shot, I'm having a good time. It's working, besides all these terrible side effects. My boyfriend, God love him, he's like, you're still beautiful with me, baby. Also, I will not use a condom. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so we're going on this beautiful, gorgeous journey, and I go to the doctor to get another shot. She's like, you know this is the last one, right? And I was like, hmm, pardon? This is the perfect birth control, besides all the things that have happened to me. Why would I do anything else? And she was like, well, after two years, your risk of osteoporosis has gone up 200%. So 16 years, I'm a little bit afraid. <laughs> Pearl jelly bones, right? Buy her a shot of milk on your way out. Because she needs it. <laughs> so after Depo Provera, they're like, okay, options on the table again. What do we want to do? We have NuvaRing. You can get involved. You get to pull it in and out. That's kind of fun. You can go back on the pill. You have to be good about it, though. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want to. And so they're like, okay, next best thing, an IUD. No. Yeah. <laughs> Who here is on an IUD? Woo! Yeah. Do you mind me asking which one? Marina. Marina. Okay, very fun. Do we have any Skyla girlies? Okay. For those of you that don't know, Skyla is like the cute, tiny baby one and uh, Marina is like the big girl. <laughs> uh, anyone on the copper yeah. ID? Yeah? yeah. Ooh, the copper ID is like the hearty aunt that just comes in and is like, you know how this bitch is. 98 night, don't plan on getting it replaced. I, when they were pitching all of these to me, they were giving me all these options. And they say, you know, the copper ID is non-hormonal, so it's not going to have any of these effects on your body. Incredible. The copper ID will probably make you bleed profusely. <laughs> can you co-sign? I can co-sign. Oh, God, well, fuck that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to bleed profusely. I don't think so. Let's just get the Mirena put in. They're like, okay, sounds like a plan. Now, to prepare for Mirena, what we need to do is make sure that you're, we're going to take you off this one birth control, give you a place to have one cycle. In the meantime, I need you to abstain from sex. 
or use another form of birth control. So finally, me and my boyfriend being so responsible. Again, like great time management, so responsible, and so crafty. So I go to the store, I get some condoms. We're like, we're using condoms now. We're condom people. We are so cool. We're going to be those people that are like, baby, you want me to put it on? And the very first time we use it, I'm like, did this come prepackaged with STDs? <laughs> Everything hurts. It burns when I pee. <laughs> I discovered that I have a rubber allergy. Where are we at? Anyone? Can we relate? It's bad. It's not a good time. So finally get all that off to the side. Go in for the Morena appointment. Does that mean I have two minutes left? I got the lines. I was like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I got to wrap this up soon. Go in, get the Morena. And I don't know if any of you have gone to a Morena appointment, but it is scary. Because you go in, and there's a table laid out with all of these devices. Not a single goddamn thing is a painkiller. They just sit you down. They're like, oh, yes, this will be used to open up your vagina. This will be used to open up your cervix. That shouldn't open unless there's something coming out. So they pry me open, get this thing put in. I'm like, I'm having a good time. It's fine. It's all groovy. I go home. I have the worst cramps of my life. I have cramps that make me think I'm going into labor. I have cramps that when I call my mom's friend who, is wor who works in OB-GYN and has placed many, many, many morenas and paraguards. And she says to me, well, if you look on the bright side, you can give birth without any medication. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I spend the next few months developing polyps, developing cysts, having moments where I'm talking to people and then I have to double over in pain and just lay there and hold my womb and whimper. And my boyfriend will just rub my back and be like, sorry, babe, I'm not using condoms. <laughs> so um, I guess I have to be at the conclusion of my story because we're running out of time. And I think the takeaway here is that birth control sucks, and it's a sacrifice that sometimes we have to make, and sometimes birth control still won't work even if we do it. And at the end of the day, I'm still gonna be good at time management and fucking crappy. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Christy Turner. Follow me on Instagram. It's Christy Turner. Um, and follow Run the Light Comedy on Instagram, too. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast was produced by me. Our theme song is Type of Wound by Natalie Grace Alford. New episodes come out every Monday, and our live show happens every third Tuesday of the month at the Lincoln Lodge Theater. If you like what you hear, please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week. And I always try.